Hello and welcome to Plotris. This is Lane. This is Meg. And today we're reviewing To Wed a Scandalous Spy by Celeste Bradley. This was originally published in 2005 and was recently re-edited and re-released uh, on Kindle Unlimited, if you're interested in listening, in 2023. I don't think there were substantial edits, but it is technically the author's cut. Did we read that version? Yes, we did. Okay. And this is the first in the Royal Four series. But... <laughs> This book is a, is this the first Celeste Bradley we've read? Yes, it is. Okay. So it's very, very, very obvious when reading this book that there was a whole series previous. And so this book does not feel like a first book in a series at all. Mm -mm. And I definitely was confused and noted on it at several points. But for a variety of reasons, it was not worth going back and reading the previous series. Well, yes. And one of those reasons being that that series is like 10 books long. And we're really, we're in it for book two. We're in it for book two. And then we're also in it for the first book of the Worthington series, which comes to, to you read the Royal Four and then the Worthington series comes. Okay. So we just, we're here for specific books and going back and reading 10 others didn't make sense, but I'll totally admit I was very confused <laughs> at various points in this book. I mean, I was too. I think I'm just more willing to be like, well, okay, I guess something happened, you know? <laughs> this book didn't have a whole lot of heavy emotional stuff. No, it didn't. That made me feel like what I was missing was impacting how I would view the characters. You know what I mean? I do. Okay. It All is. right. So I guess the book jacket before we continue to talk in circles. Let's do it. It takes a village to raise a problem child. Willa Trent is a lady, an orphan, and a jinx. Her looks keep the young men coming, but her bad luck keeps carting them off on stretchers. Her adoptive family wants nothing but the best for their girl. So when she unintentionally knocks a handsome lord unconscious, they arrange a hasty marriage between Willa and her groggy victim and pack the couple off with best wishes. Willa is thrilled to find a man who can survive her jinx and very pleased with her tasty new spouse until she discovers the danger of being the bride of Nathaniel Stonewall, Earl of Reardon, a.k.a. Lord Treason. Though Nathaniel is reviled by all of England for his devious plot against the crown, he is actually a member of an elite cadre of secret royal defenders. He must keep his secrets at all costs, especially from Willa. Willa is deliciously tempting and ruthlessly persistent, but he cannot surrender to his growing passion for her. Far better, he tells himself, to turn his back on love than risk everything for it. <laughs> this book jacket is so funny. Where do we start? <laughs> okay, the first paragraph is not too terrible to be completely honest it's not terrible but her jinx is way more of a plot point than this jacket than it is in the books correct that's true that's true but i don't mind it being a big plot point for the book jacket I don't mind it. I'm just disclosing to our listeners that the this jinx is never really fully explained and it's just brought up three times mostly for the lulls. Yes. Mm -hmm. Also, it's hilarious that 
he's a tasty new spouse. He's tasty <laughs> and she's delicious. <laughs> I don't it's know. Fine. It's fine. It is. It's totally fine. I don't know. It's funny. Um, okay. As usual, we generated a random number between 1 and 50 and then wrote our own summaries using that number as a word count. And for this episode, the number is 11. Mm-hmm. Lane, take it away. Honorable and publicly disgraced spy falls for Manic Pixie Dream Girl. You are absolutely correct. That gets at my favorite and least favorite parts of the book. Mm-hmm. What was your summary? Willa drags unconscious Nathaniel into a ditch. No problem. Get married. I am going to need to talk about the circumstances surrounding this ditch. Oh, my in gosh. In extreme detail. It was so ridiculous. It was so stupid. Yeah, so stupid. It may, it may top getting stuck in a couch for a most stupid compromising moment. I think it does. It It's very close to beasting on boob compromise. It's worse. It's worse. It's worse. Yeah. Um, so tropes, number one trope, not number one trope, but the first trope that happens in the book is, in quotation marks, she's compromised. Because let's be completely honest, she's not compromised at all. Right. Like there's no earthly reason why she has to marry this guy. None. Other than they are found together a morning after she didn't come home. Yeah, but, like, who knows about it? Her family. And they know right. nothing happened because the dude was knocked unconscious. I'm agreed. I'm agreeing with you. I'm just mm-hmm. giving our listeners the context for why this trope is even being employed. Oh, it's so ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. And it's, the like, it, is very thin. it makes zero sense. But that's fine, though. She's a sad, tragic orphan who's been raised, even though she is clearly of the nobility in some capacity, as far as the reader can tell, mm-hmm. she was raised by kind of common folk in a common little town. Mm-hmm. And the twist of who she actually is is clearly extremely relevant to the plot. But even she's thinking around it. I was so annoyed until I just gave in to the stupid. You just have to give in. You have to give in. Once you give in, you're like, okay, that's fine. Yep. <laughs> um, he's a spy. He's not just a spy. He's a spy who, as like, doesn't even have a cover working for the government. Mm-hmm. Like, he's a spy for an agency that doesn't exist, right. as far as the public. <laughs> black <can> ops. Know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, he's black ops, and so his cover is like being the world's most foppish, irresponsible, layabout, lazy peer. And so when he busts this treason ring because of course you can't just be a dick you got to be a treasonous dick of course um the strategy they come up with is that he takes the fall Uh uh-huh so that the other people committing treason think they can trust him so he's publicly completely disgraced yeah even though he is super honorable yeah best part of the book lane yeah absolutely (laughs) best part of the book Okay, here's part of the book that I like. It's so dumb. This, uh, I'm I'm moving on from tropes because Can I have one more. Okay, okay, do it. There is a Chekhov's gun that like intertwines them. There's like an object that ends up being like the pursuit of the bad guy that yes. links them together in a way they don't even know about. Yes, of course. 
Okay, now go. Um, I wanted to talk about the Royal Four. <laughs> go for it. <laughs> so the Royal Four are these four Black Ops operatives. <laughs> and they each, their code names. Nathaniel is the, the Cobra. Sorry, the Cobra. <laughs> you can get it right. It's a cobra. There's also the lion, the falcon, and something else. Fox? The fox. <laughs> and um, anyway, Willa is like, oh, you're just like a, you're just like a cobra because cobras are kind of shy. And it's, I mean, she's, you are so correct that she's a manic pixie dream girl. Like, Which I, what she is. despise manic oh. pixie dream girls, especially when they're presented like she is here. Me too. Like, he like dumb as a box of rocks and a total ingenue and he's way too attracted to the immature parts of her mm -hmm. but also like insightful in really bizarre ways that like the author doesn't have to bother explaining right exactly and um i said in my notes that she's almost like an amanda quick heroine she's not i i don't think that amanda quick writes manic pixie dream girls she mm -hmm. she almost gets there but not quite but she's similar to them in that she believes that her husband is honorable. And because she believes it, he starts to feel like he deserves it as well. So he lives up to her high expectations. Right. And again, he didn't actually do the bad thing, but he let people believe he did the bad thing. But mm -hmm. he's lost the respect as far as he's aware of his family. And he also has like the world's worst mom. Oh, my God. This whole, the whole family situation was like, what the fuck? He, and also to be clear, he's like, okay, one of those Dukes, sorry, Earls, whatever he is, that is never going to have kids in <laughs> his case, because he doesn't want to saddle any children spouse with the disgrace of like his public persona. Right. And his heir is a pile of crap. Yep. Who his ex-fiance married. Correct. Yes. And then also, I'm like, what's the point in marrying Willa then? Because he's like, I need to marry her to protect her reputation, but then I'm going to leave her to protect her reputation. Right, because he and thinks, like, marrying her and having her press for a divorce or an annulment or, like, just living separately is less scandalous than not marrying her? I, mean, I don't know. I also need to talk about, like, the characterization of his ex-fiance, because she was as inconsistent as all get out. Oh, Totally. Totally. I mean, his mom, too. I think Celeste Bradley was going for, like, character complexity. But, but instead, instead it went character inconsistency. Correct. Yeah. yeah. So, like, his mom is neglectful, mean, just, like, the worst mother. But then later he's like, oh, I guess. And he idolizes his stepfather, who he calls his father. Mm -hmm. And later he's like, oh, like, I loved him, but it would have been really hard to be married to him. So now I kind of understand my mom. And I'm like, okay, whatever, you know? <laughs> I mean, no, but whatever, it's fine. It's fine. Oh, and he has, like, the aunt who's a charming matchmaker and, like, the matriarch, but also the only cool person in the family. Of course, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know. So let's talk about um, the compromising situation. The meat what cute. happened, Lane? I'm going to call this a meet cute. Okay. So she has snuck away from her guardians to dismantle and trigger traps for innocent forest animals so that they right. won't be harmed in them. 
Mm -hmm. And she's doing this with a slingshot. Obviously. Because. Um, and she and her curse that repels men uh, hits a wasp's nest. Right above where he's riding down the road. So she knocks the wasp's nest into the road and it causes his horse to spook. Yep. He gets thrown and falls concussed and unconscious in a ditch. Mm-hmm. And she hears the commotion of this incident, runs, finds him concussed, and is like, the wasps are going a little crazy. I got to pull him away from the wasp's nest, step one. <laughs> step two is I'm going to need to go get help because I have just rolled this concussed man. She rolls him over and over. <laughs> She's like, it's not good for someone with a concussion. She's like, I really need to go to town to get help. But I should wait for the wasps to die down, even though they've gotten away from them before I do that. Yeah. And so while waiting... She falls asleep on top of this concussed man. Falls asleep. And sleeps the whole night on top of him outside. And when she wakes up. she's supposedly worried about him. Get this. Get this. When she wakes up, he's still asleep. Mm -hmm. And she's like, oh, I should probably go get help. But first, I should just kiss him because he's so hot. And when she kisses him and he doesn't kiss her back, re-unconscious. Um, she's like, wow, I expected it to be different. It's like, maybe, because he's out cold. <laughs> and it's not consensual. Maybe. Maybe that is not, why it's not, you know, just overwhelming you with romance and sexy times. The whole thing was just bizarre. It was bashing. Oh, totally, totally. So he wakes up, and then they're like, okay, now we're going to get married. And her family was like, oh, you're going to get married because he's the only man to have survived the curse? So, like, well, not survive, but like to survive with all of his limbs intact. With like, all other of his ones limbs have lived, and... but they've, they may never procreate, they're missing a leg, whatever, whatever. Yeah, yeah. So they're like, he can walk down the aisle, you're getting married. <laughs> yeah. So and she's like, well, he's hot. So, okay. <laughs> I want to understand this logic, though, because she's clearly associated with single men who have not been hurt in a non romantic capacity. Yeah. And she's, she didn't even see this guy. He'd never seen her when her curse caused him to be injured. Yeah. I'm really, the terms of this curse needed to be better explained to me. I mean, it was a fake curse. It wasn't a real curse, Lane. I understand that. But some people got really hurt. So <laughs> I needed it to be more of a plot line or they less did. of a but, plot line. But I mean, I also, one of the two options. It's also like, would they really, would she really have gotten married to those other dudes? Because knowing her, her ancestry You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. This book was weird. <laughs> it was weird. It was just really weird. I mean, was it hard to read? No. Like, I finished this sucker, like, real fast. Right. So, okay. He's on the, like, the whole reason for his charade of being this treasonous bastard is that he's trying to entice this other treasonous bastard to, like, cooperate with him. Yeah. But he's Tell also, him, you know, treasonous secrets fleeing from him so he's like on the road on the run hunting for this other guy yeah they're like they're like on the same they're like the same in the same treason society but competing with each other kind of yeah so and obviously nathaniel is not really in the treason society correct so he's trying to hunt down this dude this dude is like taking this weird detour through this weird small town and like he's kind of confused as to why he's even around 
And so you get occasional bizarre chapters from what you think is this guy's perspective, but it ends up to be a homeless old veteran who they meet on the side of the road that is not the treasonous bastard who they just make friends with. And then who shows up and at, at Nathaniel's house and events happen. Yeah. But so there's random chapters from the bad guy. There's random chapters from this homeless veteran. It's, and it turns out that the bad guy has interest in Willa. Yeah. Separate. So when he finds out that Nathaniel's with Willa, he thinks Nathaniel's figured it all out. Right. And is with her because he's gotten his hands on the goods. Yeah. So the homeless vet, too, he was part of this other secret society called the that, Liars Club. That Nathaniel's father and adoptive stepbrother were also in. Yes. And he was, like, competing with his stepbrother. Anyway, there's all these references to, like, five million other books. Like, you can tell. Like, there's this this artist who is a woman who married one of the, pre the other spies. Like, you know it. You know it. Right. And then he shot someone's wife. Nathaniel yeah, so shot someone's wife. The guy has, it, it was the prime minister's wife? I don't know. Yeah, I think so. So I think the... Right, the prime minister, or the home secretary, somebody I don't, the government. Okay, I don't think it was the prime minister because that was the guy who Nathaniel had to be like, I'm the the cobra now. Um, it was but, someone but the else. point is, it's somebody high-ranking in government has married this woman that Nathaniel is really good friends with, and there's several allusions to the fact that he has previously shot her mm -hmm. to save her. Yep. No explanation. Like, it's sometimes... There'll be obvious allusions to a previous book, but there'll be a sentence of context meant to, like, clue in the people who haven't read the book yet. Right. This book deliberately didn't do that. It gave you just enough to be confused. Yeah. And, like, I'm I'm pretty sure that Ren Porter was in previous books as well. The homeless like, vet. The homeless vet. His name is Ren Porter. Lawrence Porter. <laughs> and, okay, by the way, his whole perspective is just about him having, like, inappropriate boners for Willa. Correct. And like force it, kissing her without his her consent while he's high on laudanum, it was just really bizarre. It's just really weird. The the plot is so all over the place. You think it's going to be one thing, and then it's another, and none of it makes sense. And anyway, right? I don't know. I, I mean, I know we're doing a terrible job describing this book, but like, who could do a better job? Lane? <laughs> without with trying to keep it as low spoiler as possible, I. I don't know. I mean, honestly, like, we could spoil the whole thing and it still wouldn't make any sense. That's true. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> like, anyway. Let me just underscore, I had a really good time. Yeah. Like, this book is, is a quick read. It's a fun read. It's a, it's a bananas, like, what the heck is going on kind of book. Yeah. And I don't think it does a good job of setting up the new series, to be completely honest. No. No, this this is a mid-series book for sure. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, I, I guess, FYI, if you do have Kindle Unlimited, I think the entire Liars Club is now on Kindle Unlimited. My guess of what happened is that um, the digital rights reverted to Celeste Bradley recently. Okay. Right? So, like, 2005 to 2023 is... 18 years? Yeah. And so the, she must have signed some kind of thing that's, like, 18 years... Or maybe the digital thing came out in 2013 and it's been 10 years. I, I don't know. I don't know exactly. Make up but... copyright law and educate our listeners with your fictitious knowledge. 
they can educate me. They can tell me what it is. But <laughs> I, I mean, I do know that digital rights are separate from the printed rights because sure. I follow Lois McMaster Bujold on Goodreads <laughs> and she explains all this publishing stuff, which is very interesting, sometimes interesting. Anyway, my guess is that as these books, as she's getting the digital rights back, she's publishing them under her own name on Kindle Unlimited. Um, and so... What were they published under? Well, they were originally St. Martin's Press. Oh, 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 not like she had a pseudonym. No, not okay. that she had a pseudonym, but that she's she's publishing them as the under publisher. The got it, got it, got it, uh-huh. And so the first two books in the Liars Club series are on Kindle Unlimited. The second two books are not yet on Kindle Unlimited, right? Like... <laughs> I'm just saying this in case you guys really want to read the series, which, I mean, why not? It's wild. This book is wild. The next book is even wilder. So I think this is a good segue into content warning. Yes, there are some major content warnings. This one thing that I didn't want to happen in the second book, and I was like, oh, it does. (laughs) I'm pretty sure it happens. And that would be sexual assault for her own good. So Nathaniel decides that she like her determination to like love him and believe in him is actually like really fucking him up and bad for her and bad for the spy game. And for some reason, like the person in charge of the spies has convinced Nathaniel that it's really, it's a great idea to drive her away. Yeah. And so the only way he can think to do that is by getting shit faced, even though he doesn't drink and going into their bedroom and trying to force her to blow him. Yep. And she responds by, starting to acquiesce after saying no a bunch she says no a bunch and then she's like you know what he's going through some shit i'm just and gonna she, suck it and up. i'm realizing why I, I he's doing this to drive me away and i'm gonna make it clear to him that while i'm not interested in having sex under this term he can't drive me away so i'd rather comply it's the most fucked up logic oh it's totally fucked up i mean you are correct it's totally fucked up and i mean she's saying no and he's not he's not complying yeah exactly but it's so so anyway fyi that's it's a whole scene in the book Mm -hmm. he doesn't end up actually insulting her in quotation marks he like breaks down crying and is like how could i ever even try blah 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 yeah yeah so he feels kind of bad about it but anyway whatever (laughs) super weird and then I also want to mention content warning. His father has father slash stepfather has dementia. Yeah. And um it's it's a plot, it's a big plot point actually in the book. So I just want to mention that as well. Mostly tied to the Liars Club stuff, so I wasn't following it all that well. But that's yeah. fine. I knew that's why fine. it was bad. Yeah, it's very sad. And then there is there is Quite a bit of violence. Can I ask a question? Yeah. What is the Liars Club? It's like more spies. It's another spy club. Right, but like how sanctioned by the government is it? I don't know. I, I read like two Liars Club books. I don't remember. So the, the Magic Four Horsemen of the Animals uh-huh. set up originally as like best friends of the king. Right. And then somehow they became integrated into the government as black ops and went mm-hmm. from the friends of the king to people who were supposed to protect the crown at all costs, mm-hmm. not be loyal to the monarch, but to be loyal to country above all else. Right. 
when that shift happened, shift happened not present in the text. No. The Liars Club is this other spy group, but like I had no idea the context in which the Liars Club operated, like how within government they were. I don't know. I mean, they're all lords, so. That's true. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> I mean, that's what spies are in the regencies that we read. They're all lords. Sometimes they're second sons. <laughs> <laughs> good point. Yeah, good point. Thanks. <laughs> they can go into the army. They can be a clergyman or they can be a spy. <laughs> um, Sexiness Lane. How sexy is it? Well, I'm going to be honest with you. I read this book about a week and a half ago, and the only sex scene that sticks in my mind is the near rape. Mm-hmm. 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 And he's... Okay, this was the other thing that bothered me about this book. He, at several occasions, like, go, like ghosts her mid-hooking up because yes. he remembers that he's like, oh, God, I shouldn't have sex with her because the whole point is to protect her from me. Right. But then at several other points in the book, he's like, oh, my God, I'm being forced to realize life is so fleeting and I should have taken the opportunity to have her when I hadn't. And I won't miss this opportunity again when it presents itself. And then, like, it just flashed forward a week and it's clear he didn't have sex with her. And it's just all really I didn't understand his motivation. It felt like every scene was completely disconnected from every other scene in the book. Yeah, yeah, it, it that's true. That's a good point. That's what it felt like. This book is it's we were talking about this before we started recording. It's just a very messy book. That's the perfect word. You know, but to be clear, I did not dislike it. It's like the Marie Kondo quote, I love mess. Yeah. Little, I love mess. Yeah. Little, if this isn't a book where I'm like, if only this had been changed, it would have been awesome. No, I embrace it for what it is. I'm admitting there were parts that were sexual assaulty. I mean, yeah, we're not denying this. And like, if you try to follow the logic, your brain will melt. It, it has its own, it doesn't even have an internal logic, actually. No, but so sometimes you just want something that makes your brain turn off. Yes. Like, it's not just escapist because it's like a fake world. It's escapist because if you think too hard, you, you will get internal radiation that melts out your eyes. Yeah. And that's good exactly. for you sometimes. It is. It is. I don't know. You guys should read it. If you have Candle Unlimited, download this puppy. I like we're reading the second one. This is not oh. a situation where we're like, what the fuck just happened? Opting out. This oh, is no. a situation where we went, what the fuck just happened? Give me another. <laughs> I'll have another one, please. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and make it a double. This is the equivalent of those like mystery drinks in bars. <laughs> yes. <laughs> where like they just put the bottom of every bottle in a slushy machine. Yes. <laughs> and they've all got like insane names, like the awesomeness or That's danger. What it is. And they're like five bucks because they're just the end of the bottle. This is this book is the equivalent of that cocktail. And cocktail's a generous word in this context, it's, I know, but it's called the Royal Four Lane. I think that is the perfect name for this cocktail. It yeah, it's just the four. bottom of every bottle left in the yeah, like at the bar at the end of the night, put into a slushy machine. Go exactly. for it. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, bye bye.